Good morning, Jackson, Mississippi, and all surrounding areas. You've tuned in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. It starts now. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I am, of course, Clay Edwards. We are live in the Mack Hike of Flowood Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios out here at the lovely Cotton Exchange Plaza in Flora, Mississippi. <clears throat> I've got some guests this morning that I think you guys are going to be very, very interested to hear from. Uh, but first, if you want to text into the show, I mean, we will take your calls, but I'm going to say keep it on subject and keep it respectful if you call in. The call in line is 601-879-0002. The Guns and Gear text line is 769-241-1944. I will get your questions on the show if you text them in this morning, I promise. Uh, with no further ado, I am joined in the studio by two lovely ladies who have been through hell and back. And I've created a great uh, organization called Moms of Murdered Sons. That is uh, Jessica and Tiffany Frazier. Good morning, ladies. Good, Good morning. morning. How are y'all doing? Fine, and you? Fine. All right, so we got Tiffany straight across from me, and I got Jessica to my left. And they are the mother and grandmother of Parrish Frazier, who was a victim of a Jackson homicide in 2020. He was only 19 years old when he passed and you may have recognized these ladies they were on the 60 minutes special about jackson and uh, unsolved homicides and whatnot and they teamed up with wlbt here recently and i reached out and uh, asked them if they would be interested in coming on and they said yes and here we are it's martin luther king jr day too by the way so appreciate everybody uh, enjoying your day off and waking up early and listening to us today uh ladies let's start here um tiffany you were the he was your son yes sir uh, so t- tell us a little bit about about you tell us a little bit about what you want the world to know about parish um paris was a loving kind sweet playful joyful he was just everything to us he was the first my mom's first grandchild he was my first son parish actually taught me how to love you know, I was young when I had him. I didn't know anything about having a baby, but I was so happy to be pregnant and still trying to hide it from her at the same time. <laughs> but it was it was just a joy, and to lose him, it tore me and my family apart. Uh, again, you know, we talked in the green room there before we came on the air, and you said that, pe- or Jessica, you said that pe- people say they understand what you're going through, but th- there's no way they can. They They can have sympathy for you. But they can't understand unless they've lost a child or a grandchild themselves to to violence or any other thing, I guess. But um, what what is that like going through as a grandmother? It's painful. Um, I didn't have any boys, so when she had him, he was like my son. I literally like taken took him from her, so he was like my son. And to have him pass in my arms, it was devastating. So let, let's go back to that day. Do you remember the, the, the actual day? I remember that day. What, 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 what day of the year? Like the calendar day. Do you remember? March 3rd. March, Wednesday. March 3rd, 2020. Tuesday. On a Tuesday. On Tuesday. March 3rd at 8, 8 a.m. in the morning. So since I was right there, COVID started too. Yes. So we had to deal with that. Then I had to deal with all the crazy in the world. That's a lot to, it's a lot to wrap your arms around at one time. Um. <clears throat> So it happened, you tell me, uh, Serenity Apartments, was that it? Serenity overall, Apartments. Overall from that Raymond Road area, South Jackson. Near CMMC Hospital. Uh, and Jessica, and I'm sorry, Tiffany, you told me that you uh, 
you actually saw his his killer at a gas station one day. Mm-hmm. I kind of like got out and bonded out, and that's all, that's all stuff we're going to get into here is uh, the the catch and release program and how a lot of these what is eighty percent of these offenders that are out here committing these homicides are people who have a prior criminal history. Repeat offenders. Repeat offender and most likely violent crime. Yes. This shouldn't even be on the streets anyway. Yeah. So I mean y'all hear that. You know, something we talk about on this show a lot and y'all y'all uh y'all tell me I shouldn't be talking about it, but you know, here we are with the with the family of a victim of a catch and release folks. Bonded out. I ain't saying people need to just rot in jail, but when you commit violent crimes they really need to reevaluate how we're doing this thing. You know, it's a dang shame. So fast forward a little bit here, and we're going to come back to that because I can't imagine. I'm not going to say I can imagine. I'm going to say I cannot imagine what it was like to, to go through what y'all went through and for him to die in your arms, Jessica. That just, that's got to be a tragic, tragic. Uh, you'll never forget that. I mean, you got to relive that every day. Every day. Every day I relive. And for so many times, so many times I regretted this left hand because when he was in my arms I never knew what flesh looked like when it's coming out and I used this hand to try to fix it he actually passed away in my arms so I got him in my arms and I got her laying on the floor next to me so now I gotta like make a decision when the ambulance comes who to take first him or her but at least she was moving so and he wasn't I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because I, I, I failed to mention that if we went in here. Tiffany, you were shot that same day. Y'all were shot together, right? Yes, sir. So you, you were shot three times, you said? Mm-hmm. He was shot how many? Seven. Seven. And you survived, obviously. Your son passes away there on the scene. Were you, were you, were you conscious as to what was going on around you at that point? And take, I take was, your time. but... It was, when it happened, it's like gunshots were just flying, you know. And the little boy, he started shooting, and Parrish never came in the house. He was outside in the car. And when he came in the house, I was just like, Parrish, he shot me, you know. And he was trying, he went down, and he was trying to make his way over there to where I was. And when he got halfway to where I was, when he stood up, one of the bullets struck him in his head. And I knew it then, but I just didn't want to believe it. But I don't know. It's like I got strength from somewhere to just jump up and start running behind the boy. And I was like, you killed my son. Why did you do that? You killed my son. And then when I went back in there, my mama was holding him. She was just like shaking and crying and screaming and I passed out and hit the floor, and when I woke up, I was in the hospital. Did how long before you woke up at the hospital? I mean, the same day, or did you, they keep you under for a little while? The same day. Same day. Were, were you able to get out and, and and make it to his funeral? Mm-hmm. I was in a wheelchair, but I was there. I wasn't able to plan his funeral because I had to have surgery. I wasn't able to do nothing, so I was just thankful to have my mom. I tell you what, the I just listen to that. You know, the the strength of a mother. To to be to to take three, to take three bullets and to still get the strength to get up and wheelchair or not, make it to your son's funeral is is something else. And I know all of us that were raised by our mamas, you know, can appreciate that. 
Because I think I think our mamas are. Because we, we have her, I don't know where I'd be. No, a lot of boys like to think their dads are ten foot tall and bulletproof, and I sure hope my daughter feels that way about me. But I'm tell you what, I could, I wouldn't be where I'm at without my mama. So uh, that that is very commendable, uh, Jessica. So you had to grab the reins and plan the funeral and put all that together. A solid having a real a, a grandmama in the house or in, in the in the lives in that situation made such a huge difference. And having family and stuff, what was that experience like for you? Um. It was hard because I knew she couldn't do it. So I had to do it. And, you know, I had to go from everything to picking his suit, getting somebody to do his hair, and just basically look at him laying there. So it was hard, but, you know, I had to be strong for her. He had sisters and brothers, and he had a ton of uh, cousins that actually looked up to him. So... You know, it was devastating, but we got past it, and we're living day for day right now. Every day is a better day. Well, you all are honoring his memory and 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 so many others with the creation of Moms, and it's an acronym for Moms of Murdered Sons, and it's based out of the Central Mississippi area, but it's nationwide now. And you've really found your calling. Y'all got on your you called you called it a sorority, and it's in the way you got your shirts and your logo and all that. You got the purple hoodie. Said Parrish's favorite color was purple, so y'all got on the purple shirts, purple hoodies. Got your logos. It kind of got that sorority sister vibe to it. I, you know, I told y'all on the nightclub when <clears throat> back in the day, and we did a lot of stuff with sororities. So I just, that was the first thing I thought about when I saw y'all's shirts. So when you told me that, I was like, it makes all the sense in the world. And so you're carrying on his memory. And like I said, you guys, y'all were part of the 60 Minutes profile about the unsolved murders in Jackson. When when you said you saw uh Tiffany, when you said you saw your son's shooter or your your shooter too. Um was that a, that was after obviously after that had happened and you said he had got bonded out. So did, did they actually arrest him for this crime and him bonded out? What is the situation with him now? Has he gone through court? Has he been to jail? We, um, we can't discuss the case because we have not went to trial yet. And so it has not gone to trial. That's to all you got to say. We're good there. I won't ask you anything else about that. Uh, well, we'll be praying for you all as far as that goes. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> so so that, that's March 3rd of 2020. How far removed from that did you start Moms? The same night. The same night. Tell me how that. Tell me how that happened. How, how, well, tell me how that conversation. Well, um, after I left the hospital from where she was that night, I went home and I was just thinking. I was like, "Oh my God, I want to worst put this on my worst enemy. I got to do something because I know I'm not the only mother that's out here that's thinking like this." And I was just scrolling through Facebook, and I saw this young lady that we know from Greenville, Mississippi, and she was at her son's grave. And she was just crying and like, why did you take my son and so on and so forth. And that night I was like, I got to come up with something. I got to come up with something. And in my mind, I'm just playing. I got to have a name. I got to have a name. And it actually started the next day after it happened. So it's been going on three years right now. Well, I tell you, it takes a lot of strength to, to, cause every day you got it like coming here today. You got it. You know, Tiffany's over here, you know, wiping tears every day. You got to tear the scab off. And and start over when you choose to make it your fight and to not let their memory be in vain. Tell you what, <clears throat> let's take a break real quick. When we come back, we'll talk some about moms. I want to talk about uh, Jackson crime and whatnot. This is the Clay Edwards Show. 
We are live in the Mack Hike of Flowood Studios. We'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB. All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We are live here in the Mack Hike of Flowood Studios. This segment is going to be brought to you by Mack Hike of Flowood. Man, get out there and see them located right there at Lakeland Drive and Airport Road. That's Mack Hike Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Flowood. They've got a ton of great specials going on right now. And, of course, they are the home of the $399 car payment. That's right, $399. For as long as I've been in the car business, people love to come in and say, man, I want a $300 car payment. And I'm like, man, uh, and people in Hades want ice water. So good luck. And here we go, Mack Hike of Flowood, calling themselves the home of the $399 car payment. Get by there, see what they got, see what they can do for you. Good credit, bad credit, no credit, no problem. But Mack Hike of Flowood. Go see Corey McDonald and his team today. You can shop them online at MackHikeCDJRF.com. All right, I am live here in the Matt Kiger Flowood Studios with Jessica and Tiffany Frazier. They are the founder and co-founder of MOMS, and that is a acronym for Mothers of Murdered Sons. And we are discussing their son and grandson, Parrish Frazier, who was murdered in Jackson on March 3rd of 2020, right over there in South Jackson. And uh, Tiffany, which I did not know this until five minutes before we went live, was also shot at the same time that her son was and uh, she survived and if you've listened to the first segment you know all that and one of the things we were talking about during the break was and and i can speak to on this to the extent that i i'm a i'm a, I'm a guy that grew up putting my family through hell in and out of jail drugs crime the whole nine yards and talking to y'all and seeing how it could have ended for my family or for me, however you want to look at it, and what it would have put my family through. If there's any young, you know, any men out there, boys or men listening this morning that are living on the wrong side and you're thinking to yourself, you know, better yet, I want you to think about, I want you to listen to what these ladies are talking about today and understand that this could be your mama or your grandmama and what it puts, what, what, what a violent, tragic end puts a family through. Uh, these ladies will never get a chance to to, to talk to uh, Parrish again. And just them having to plan your funeral. Uh, your brothers, your sisters, your nieces, your cousins, how they'll never get to see anything again of you except a picture on the wall. Y'all talked about Parrish has a sister who was pregnant at the time of his uh, his murder. Yes, sir. And how far, how long after that was his niece born? Raven was like four months. Parrish got killed March 12. She had Kylie in 2021. What it was, July? July. July the 15th. What's her name? We actually put his name in her name. Her name is Kylie LaPeria Sutton. My daughter's name is Kylie. I'll make sure I heard that right. Uh, that's beautiful. Um, and we, we talked about, you know, you can never replace somebody who's passed away, but but she ended up being kind of a godsend because as you lose one life, <clears throat> you have another one coming into the world. And uh, and I know you just have probably the most protected child. She just don't know how much she's loved. Is She's like my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So I try to look at it as it was terrible and horrible the way we lost him. But I try to just keep in my mind that when he's ready for you, he's ready for you. And she came into my life just when I need her the most. Uh, absolutely. And 
Uh, Jessica, that makes you a great grandmama. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> we won't talk about that no more. What uh, just kind of playing around here a little bit before we get back into the serious stuff. What what do the babies call you, Jessica? Gigi. Gigi. Tiffany, what they call you? She called me mom. Raven just hits me. She say my baby was born in twenty twenty. <laughs> So there's that. <laughs> hey, Raven, shout out to you this morning. Thank you for listening, getting up and listening. All right. So <clears throat> I just want to, uh, people to understand that are out there living wrong. We get a lot of people from all walks of life to listen to the show. All, I, and it blows my mind when I'm out in the public and p- different people approach me and talk, talk about the show. So uh, <clears throat> if, you, if you're out there doing wrong, man, really reevaluate where you're at. And also, if you are beefing with a family member right now, not talking to them, mad at them about whatever, Man, even if you're not in the wrong, pick up that phone, or better yet, go by where they at, and just tell them you're sorry. You'll feel better about it. You ain't got nothing to lose by picking up that phone or going by and telling them you're sorry, even if you're not in the wrong, because you don't want something to happen. You don't want something to happen to them, and y'all be on bad terms. There's something we were talking about here, like uh, Parrish was upset with his sister, right? Yes, and, sir. But they, they did get to make up right there at the tail end. Mm-hmm. And you you don't want that on you. I mean, I lost three best friends in, in, in the same calendar year. And I think I was on foul terms, but all three at the time of them passing for the most part. And it was, you know, it's something I got to live with. And it's a whole different story than a family member. So uh, reach out and apologize to folks. All right. Let's talk a little bit more about moms. That's what we're here for today is to promote that. Uh, your website, it is uh, mothersoms.com. Yes. And... All your information is there. You're you're doing fundraising. People want to donate. Then go find out there. Now what? Now that Moms is created, what is the mission of Moms? My mission right now is to reach out to the mothers that has lost their sons due to gun violence, and we're still bringing awareness to gun violence. Um, right now, my group has 161 women in it, and what we do is reach out to the mothers. We want to have them someplace for for comfort to comfort comfort to you know you know to speak to everybody can say they understand how you feel but until you're in our situation you don't understand but i want to put them in line with somebody that's going through exactly what they're going through so you know that makes them better everybody is there for you and say oh if you need me after the funeral but two three weeks month you're left alone life goes on life goes on and they go on with their lives so then we're stuck still here so that's the main purpose of the organization but we also want to bring awareness to gun violence. We, you know, we need to sit these young men down and we need to talk to our sons and we need these fathers to step up and talk to your son and help raise these young men because I promise you, this isn't somewhere that you want to put your mother. We don't sleep. I have mothers, had mothers that's in a group that has committed suicide. I have mothers in the group right now that is homeless. I have mothers uh, in the group that can't even get up to go to work. Just helpless. I have mothers um, that has two sons on the billboards. I have a mother in the group that has lost three sons, a set of twins and her 15-year-old. And, Mm. you know, and it's an ongoing thing. And I I just want to reach out to these young men and just let them know this isn't somewhere that you want to put your mother. And, you know, we want to bring awareness to gun violence. We want these young men to put these guns down. I don't want to say that last year was better. Because we ended the year with 133 as opposed to the year before, 152. But I don't want to say it's getting better. But we just want to bring 
more attention to the organization? Well, the the homicides were down 14%, but it's still, for the second year in a row, Jackson, per capita, was the deadliest city in America. Yes. Per capita. Uh, three times deadlier than Chicago. And we hear so much about Chicago. They had 695 homicides last year, but they have almost 20 times more people. More than we have. So, I mean, it, 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 it's, it's, I, I, I try not to do the per capita thing too much because at the end of the day, it's amount of, it's amount of, the, I think the, the true number is the most important because it's lives lost, not a per capita figure, but neither here nor there. This has been escalating in Jackson since 2020. You know, I, we talk about it on the show a lot. People are like, why, why do you always talk about Jackson crime and murder? Because I never want to normalize the amount of human life that's being lost by just saying just another day in Jackson. That's why we keep up with it. We track it here. We like to talk to ladies like yourselves, uh, fathers that have lost kids, anybody, family that's lost children. That's the very first interview I ever did with a, was with a lady who lost her daughter. She was just sitting at a red light and got shot in the back of the head in Jackson. Very first interview I ever did. So it's something that's been important to me, and it's something that's important to this platform is not normalizing, you know, never making people comfortable with what's going on around here. And you know, I told y'all off air, that I think it starts. I think the problem in Jackson starts at the top, and because it starts at the top, you're the leader. Mm-hmm. You're the you're the mayor of this city. You're the you you're the leader. Everything comes down from you. I don't like uh, the way Jackson police are doing things, and I know that that was part of that 60 minute special. And I uh, I know those detectives say, well, you know, we got wait an average of 20, 22, I think was the number. Uh, cases per homicide per detective, homicide detective. Where, where most most the national average is, I think, three or four, mm-hmm. something like that. So I, I understand that. But that's that's a problem that can be solved through hiring or moving more people into homicide. homicide. You know, so but you, but that's not even the, the main issue. We want to bring these homicides down. I don't want to just solve the you know, we don't want to have to solve them. We want, we want less homicides. And, you know, we talked off air. It does start at home. But how do you how do you get in the home to do it? it do you, I'm going to ask you all a question here. Do you all think that it, it, we need to get, like, I don't want to be political here. This is not a political question. This is a godly question. Do we need to get religion back in schools and get kids back in church at an earlier age, get families in church? How do you get in the home? Because it feels like it feels like that since we started taking God out of everything in the public realm, that this that this crime and violence has gone through the roof over the last twenty years or so. And how do y'all feel about that? What are your thoughts? I really do think that we need to put church back in school. We need to. One thing we can say about Parrish, he didn't not, not like it, but my mother used to make him get up and go to church every Sunday. <laughs> every Sunday he used to be so mad but she did not care Yeah, she would make him go to church every day and like I said all of these young men are not bad young men you know they graduated from high school got jobs and just got caught up in the wrong place at the wrong time because these young men are just out there shooting freely you know we talk about it a lot I mean I won't stop at Jackson gas stations I go out of my way to not stop at a Jackson gas station because of that very thing it seems like every time I cut on the news, somebody got shot at a Jackson gas station. And it's usually not the person they was intending to shoot. Exactly. I mean, like, hey, you know what? Things I can control in my life is that. You know, 
talking about they're just kind of freely shooting. I mean, we had a two-year-old shot the other day, paralyzed. A 15-year-old shot the other day, paralyzed, leaving a 16-year-old's balloon release. Now, obviously, there's some so some suspicions that that may have been that they know who did it. You know, I don't necessarily want to get into it. You know, I don't want to speculate. But the woman they, when when WLBT interviewed the mother, she said that she said as much. You know, well, she said she said it was targeted anyway. You know, I mean, this. How do we get these people off the streets so people ain't out targeting family members, and this, that, and the other? It's just. It's a trickle down from the top again. And when you have a leaders that are seem to be anti-police, that's what ends up happening. Let's take a break here. When we come back, I want to talk to these ladies. Uh, y'all are getting ready to have a production over at JSU, a, a play about this. We are, and we're super, super excited about it. We're working with Dr. Anderson over the theater department at Jackson State University, and we're putting a play together that's going to be coming out pretty soon. So we're super, super excited about well, that. Let's take a break. When we come back, I want to hear a little bit about that and talk a little bit more about moms and how people can get in touch with y'all and all of that. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I'm joined in studio this morning by Tiffany and Jessica Frazier. They're the founder and co-founder of Moms. That's Mothers of Murdered Sons here in Central Mississippi, but they are nationwide. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show live here in the Mack Hike of Flowood Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. Uh, the Guns and Gear text line, man, be sure to text in 769-241-1944, and we're going to get to some of those texts in a minute. Uh, I was, I'm was i joined here this morning by Tiffany and Jessica Frazier. They're the mom and grandmother of Parrish Frazier, who was 19 years old uh, when he was gunned down in Jackson, Mississippi on uh, said March 3rd, 2020. Mm-hmm. Died in his grandmother's arms, as and uh, his mother Tiffany was also shot, laid there right beside him, had to watch her son die. And um, this is, she's really just getting to where she's able to open up and, and talk about this stuff. So we're very appreciative of Tiffany coming on the show and opening up this morning. And uh, Jessica, uh, you're obviously a very strong, I mean, both of y'all, very strong woman, very strong grandmother. We were talking during the break about, and I, I do want to get back to the JSU play uh, before we get off the air, but uh, you were talking about there's 161 mothers in y'all's group. And you have, and you know every story to everyone. And uh, you were saying there was one, for example, because you know, for a lot of us that live out in the suburbs and stuff now, and have gotten detached from kind of the the, the sheer volume of crime in a city like Jackson or Greenville or Canton or people who aren't in it every day. And I'll be the first thing I, I got away from it for that very reason. Just that constant PTSD of of being around that. You said, for instance, like one one case, there's a mother who's lives next door to the guy who killed her son, and she has to see him every day. And he got married the same day that he killed her son. And I'm guessing if she has to see him every day, he ain't in jail. He's not in jail, and she's she's from Greenwood. A little closer. She she lives. She actually lives in Greenwood, and the young man that killed her son got out, and he lives next door to her. And she says she has to see him every day. And the killing thing about it is he got married on the day that he killed her son. Before or after? I don't know if that's relevant. I'm just curious. No, Somebody's mindset. He got married on the date. The, the date. date. The date. The same date. Killed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. It's like the anniversary. The date. Of, right. Okay. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. I was like, man, he was a right. bit. Yeah. That's, all right. So, 
Uh, oh, we have stories. <laughs> you, you do. I mean, you were saying there's a mother. We talked about this one here when I had Therese April on the show, I believe. Um, she covers crime for a, her website, darkhorsepressnow.com. She does a really good job of, of that. And <clears throat> there was somebody, there was a one in Greenville where he had had his genitals cut off and was burned, a lot, burned to death. Or burn body shot. to burn mm-hmm. after shot, and I, I remember just this, the sheer violence of that. You know yes. that, that we talked about that story here, and to know that that mother is in that group, mm-hmm. you know, it, it makes sense, and it's, it's got to be. Let's talk about the group a little bit here. It, and I, t- we were talking about getting up and telling the story like you do. It's like tearing a tearing a scab off every day when you decide to play a be a front face of an organization like this. <clears throat> uh, the mothers in there, uh, it, it, that's got to be a sorority that nobody wants to ever join. But thank God it's there when they do when they do need it. Um, so let's talk about the fundraising efforts. And what does the money go to? You said you had a homeless mother. I'm assuming that it's to maybe help these women out in or funerals or whatever the immediate expenses are. I mean, I'm just guessing here. What What is the fundraising for? Well, we, you want to talk to them? Well... We do help the mothers pay their light bills and whatever we can. We had one lady that didn't have a tombstone, and we purchased her a tombstone and surprised her with the tombstone and helped them pay their phone bills. Some may need a little groceries in their house, or we just want to do whatever we can to try to help them and let them know that we're here for them and we're all in this together. Because a lot of times in these families, these sons were, were the helping take care of the care mothers. Of mm-hmm. you know. So when, when you lose the breadwinner or provider, it it, does, it it leaves a gaping hole there for mm-hmm. these families. Do. You know, we could talk about the, the you know how they was in these situations, whatever. But neither here nor there. It once that ends up happening, and the family loses a a family member, it doesn't, it doesn't, what they were doing is irrelevant. Um, that we need help. You know, and that's how we talk about PTSD, and we talk about generational poverty and stuff like that on the show a lot. And how do you how do you break that cycle? It's like breaking the cycle of a drug and alcohol addiction in a family and generational poverty and crime and, and all that. When you take a family member out from violence, and then there's that need for income. you know. And typically another family member may turn to crime or whatever to try to, or the mother even, or whoever may turn to you know, crime to try to feed her other children or herself or pay her bills. And an organization like this is where they help step in and plug that gap so maybe somebody doesn't, have those thoughts to go to that mm-hmm. so it's a great it's a great place if you you know if you're serious about uh, the stuff we talk about on the show saving jackson and you know helping bring this crime down this is a great way to donate you know y'all know i talk about a lot on here i don't like these churches that go overseas and build these water wells in ethiopia and all these other places when we even got running water in jackson it, we got all this crime in jackson go so to go so into jackson if you uh if you're out in Rankin or madison county that's just my just my humble thoughts there and this is a great way to do it by sewing into this this organization you know because uh we have another charity that we do a lot of work with called fifth squad and they're very similar to what y'all do except it's for uh mississippi-based military veterans uh a lot of homeless veterans out there mm-hmm. <clears throat> but they're a lot of just living living on thin line we'll say and they need their bills paid or they need groceries and they'll step in and make sure that gets paid make sure they get groceries and stuff and and that helps prevent somebody from becoming homeless or somebody ending up in a life of crime or all this other stuff. So I mean, very similar in y'all's mission. And I, I really respect that a lot. I, what you got, what you ladies are doing is very commendable and to have gone through what you went through 
Jessica with Parrish dying in your arms and Tiffany with you laying there shot seeing that happen. I don't even, I don't even want to be insulting and say I can imagine because I can't. I don't ever want to imagine that. Uh, you're very, very strong women, and I really do appreciate y'all coming on this morning. Uh, transition back to the play. This is going to be a great way to tell this story and let people see how that day unfolded, let people see how that moment happened, and then the aftermath. It's going to, you're going to talk about the – it's going to have a funeral scene and life after. Uh, when, when do y'all want to pick up and – Tell people how all this came about. Well, um, our original plan was we have a lot of lists of things on our bucket list. And one of the things that we wanted to do was get into these schools and educate these young men as far as this isn't where you want to put your mother. We wanted them to bring their mother to the actual play and let the mother see and, you know, just bring them together with the mother. This isn't somewhere, son, this isn't somewhere. These women are hurt. This isn't somewhere I want to be. That's our focus. So we got on and got in touch with Dr. Henderson at Jackson State University and reached out to him and told him that we wanted to do a play, and he was all hands aboard. I mean, he stepped in, and we're in the process of it right now. We meet twice every other week working on it. Uh, It's in a new stage. So probably in about a month or two, it'll be coming out. It's going to consist of family life. When uh, the young man is taken out of the family, a murder scene, life after, and then a funeral scene and life after that. So it's going to be something really, really exciting, and we'll showcase it and broadcast it up until that day, and we want everybody to come out and see the play. So this will be based on y'all's situation with parents. It's not going to be an actual our situation. It's going to be everybody's it's situation. different mothers different from mothers. Okay. So we're going Greenville, to do bits and pieces Greenwood, of Greenwood, everybody, something, they look clipping and whatever and we were getting, we clipping. were just sending it to them. So it's just not going to only be based on my story because I don't feel like this group is just only for me. It's for all of us. I mean, it's, it's for healing. Yeah. Yes. And so, it really helps because I... I can't go to my best friend and talk about how I feel. And, but with that group, I feel more comfortable because I can talk to the women and they understand how I feel and not judge me because we both feel the same way. That, that, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that. I want to go, I want to be at that. I want to see the same. Yeah, so it's going to be live, a, a live act. It's going to be actual actors in it mm-hmm. doing, yes, doing it. Yes, not, yes, not like a video. Yes. It's no, going to be no, on stage, a true be, on stage. It's going to be a real deal. That's strong. Okay. No. <clears throat> Something else that, people know you ladies for is your billboards and i mean that's where they all kind of kind of started that's where it originally started because it puts a face it puts a face like one of the things that um we, we get caught up in these numbers a lot but you said parish was 34 number 34 34 was number 34 in 2020 but it got up to be 150 no, 128 128 in, 128 in 2020 mm-hmm. yeah he was number 34 and that was in march you know, and, and I've had other uh, family members reach out, and everybody knows their their, num- their number, right? And, you know, and, and and but these billboards do. We wanted to put a number with the billboards. Put a face. We put a face to the number, yeah. and we put those billboards up simply because we want you to drive by those billboards, and we need to we need you to see it. We need you to focus, and the main thing is we want these young men that put these young men up there to ride by and look at them all day also. That's why I put them in your face. I want you to have some type of remorse. 
when you ride by these billboards. And it was a great pleasure for the mothers to ride by and see their sons on the billboards. Oh, gosh, I'm sure. So, we got one put by my house, and I was there every day. Before she go to work, she's sitting up by the billboard. Raining right. outside, she's sitting up at the billboard. I said, you know what, put a location on Tiffany up at that billboard. Just sit up at the billboard. Is there any um, strategicness to where the billboards are put? Are they put close to where the mothers may live or put close to where maybe where their sons lost their lives or where the shooters may be roaming around? Is there any? We keep them in the area where these crimes are being committed. Yep. That's solid. That's solid. I think it's a great, yeah, what? Mm-hmm. I'm looking on your website now. You just had your seventh billboard release on uh, November 17th. We were on number number 10. You're, on, you're up to 10. Um, and they're all, are they are they all in the Jackson area or are they all throughout? We have four in Greenville, two in Greenwood, one in Leland, and had two in Jackson. Man, y'all are doing Y'all are doing some great work here. I, I, I really hope people are listening this morning. If you're going back, you're listening on the podcast their website is mothersoms.com. That's Mothers of Murdered Sons. You can Google it also, but the best way to do this is go to mothersoms.com. Just check it all out. They got all the links there, all their contact information. Um, if you know a mother that's been through that's been through this and, and needs a support system unlike any other available, what a great way. And, and, and we have a 24-hour hotline number. And, um, and, and I'm guessing... Color don't matter. White, black, blue, green. Everybody matter. is is a. Uh, this is a. We have different races in our group. Sure. Actually, the lady that we purchased the tombstone for, she is actually your race. Yeah. And she admires her, and I just love Michelle because I've been knowing her, and because she don't have any family, so she called us her family. That's good. That's good. This this is the kind of stuff that reminds everybody that we all the same. We're all the we, same. We all, we all bleed We're going to bleed the same. We're all the same. Yeah. All right. Let's take our last break here at the hour. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I'm joined in the studio by Tiffany and Jessica Frazier, Moms of Murdered Sons. We'll be right back. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We've got about a minute and a half left here with Jessica and Tiffany Frazier with uh, Moms of Murdered Sons, and they got to get on about their day. But, uh, ladies, I just want to thank y'all for getting up and coming in on a holiday nonetheless and telling the story of of um <clears throat> parish and helping explain what moms is and the support system that it creates and look their contact information if you need it uh phone number here 662-452-8219 uh email angel moms 260 at gmail the website is mothers oms Dot com and how to, can they donate on WLBT's website, Jessica? WLBT three news moms and our organization will pop up. Excellent. Uh, and you I, just go straight to the donate button. Yep, I saw it on there the other day when mm-hmm. I was cruising around. That's how I got in touch with y'all. So it's it's easy to find. Uh, any closing words? No, we no, just we thank just everybody really for listening, it. and we thank you for having mm-hmm. us on your show. Well, we sure do appreciate it. I know it's like. Got tearing a scab off to come do this conversation, and I really appreciate you opening up and uh, letting it all hang out this morning. We do appreciate it. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I got a whole another hour to go. I'm gonna get to your text messages, your phone calls, all of that stuff. Again, moms of murdered sons, mothersoms.com. We'll see you right back after this. Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.